episode of the deep dive through the upside down as you can tell we have the man the myth the legend back with us this episode he was gone on tour for a little bit and he's still got a tour coming up because you're going to indiana pretty soon yeah. as well too. yeah i'm going i do a concert with well but depending on when this releases i kept doing a concert <laughs> september 24th in san antonio and then august 1st i have a concert in indiana and then all not august october october 1st i have a concert in indiana and then october 7th i have a concert in corpus that me and rob zilla are putting together um which we found out recently that there's a production company in corpus called the corpus creep show <laughs> so me and rob were talking about it and i was just like no we're just gonna keep it the same until if someone serves us papers that's the only reason we're gonna change it then we'll, we'll change think it of, we'll think of a better name next year for it yeah <laughs> uh, we were thinking about if this one's successful, we might try to make this a yearly, try to do a yearly Halloween show or even eventually, hopefully, you know, everyone's getting with the festivals. Maybe we can do a Halloween festival, you know, get some bands and stuff to come around Corpus. I mean, you know, it all starts off small. So we'll see what we'll see what this one show brings. But yeah. Um, yeah. Now I'm excited. Um, we're, at, we're at least glad to see you back, you know. Yeah, every what, everything you could think could go wrong went wrong during that episode. But hey, it's okay. The the master of editing, Mr. Franco, is the one that edited all of it and made it look like nothing ever happened. So we should be a okay now. <laughs> yeah, he does do a good job with that editing, like on that uh thousand k uh video release uh, celebration. Oh Can yeah, they, it tur he turned you and him into like girls with the wig and the dresses. Yeah. I don't know how he did that. That was that was crazy. I, I definitely was not wearing a dress or wig. Like, no, like, like, y'all both crazy. weren't. No, it's nah. not true. Not he edited true. all that on me. Uh, you can see how good of a job he did on Emo Soul Productions for our 1K uh, video celebration. You know, just this shameless promotion. Shit, plugging here. <laughs> but we also do have Drew that just actually came back from Houston recently as well, too. So, you know, we had some fun. He's been traveling around wrestling everywhere. What we went from Uvaldis to uh what was the other one? Oh shoot. Houston and then oh, I was Freer, Freer. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I forget that that time. I, I used to say here. I think of the Frio uh, River, so that's what I assumed it was like we were doing. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, going to the river and it wasn't that. I was like, oh, but it's okay. It was a fun place, fun time. But at least we have Mr. Drew Dredd with this now too. So, yay. We have the whole gang back together to talk about the massacre of Hawkins Lab. Yes, ma'am. Oh, man. It was what the mid-season finale, as if you could yeah. say. Yeah, kind of. It was the break right before the last two episodes. Yeah, yeah. it was a little <laughs> bit of a break. I, I didn't realize how long the episode was until I started watching it. Like I thought it was like an hour, like eighteen, like every other episode. But I was like an hour and forty. I'm like shit, goddamn, like you know. So, uh, yeah, I didn't realize it was that long. <laughs> It was yeah. wild. I mean, I've said it like multiple times. It's it's this whole season's crazy. It's like every episode is a freaking movie. 
everyone mm-hmm. you watch like an hour and 40 hour and 30 and then you get like treated with like an hour and like 40 minute season finale or two hour season finale jesus christ jesus christ this is but it's all good it's all well made um i think that's what's been awesome about these episodes too is that like none of them really feel like they they drag if if that makes sense like you don't feel like yeah you're like, oh my god, an hour and forty minutes. Like, what did they do? Like an hour and forty minutes, and like fifty of it was filler. Like, no, it doesn't feel like none of it's filler. Like, it's all just, you know, straight story the entire time, and you're engaged pretty much the whole time. And yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Absolutely, I agree with that. Like, it's full on, like just straight story. There's nothing boring except for one episode. I will say that was boring to me. <laughs> But um, other than that, I mean, it's it was straight, really good episodes. Uh, the way that they did everything, the way that they edited everything, going into the sound to prosthetics, like everything was just spot on with this season. And I feel like we say that repetitively, but hey, it's one of our favorite seasons. That's everyone's favorite season, honestly. And it brought a new fan base as well to two Stranger Things, the ones that are only obsessed with season four. Not any other season, but just only obsessed with those. Yeah. Well, coming into this season, I mean, honestly, I was like, okay, how can they top season three? I thought season three was like gold. Like, you can't top that. And then they fucking knock it out this part of the season with literally every episode, except for, yes, that one episode. It was kind of dragging the whole the whole time, kind of. Kind of. But, uh, but yes, uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Was this the last one y'all y'all reviewed? The episode yeah. before this? Yeah. You can tell we were just like, yeah, episodes, you know. It was right. episode six. Yeah. And five was fine. It was just episode six was just like just for me. Was it episode six? No, it was episode five. Because I feel it like was it was right five. after Dear yeah, Billy, yeah. it was episode five. Cries. They're probably like, well, we can't talk for so the one. Yeah. Five. That was the one where like Okay, anyway, you're probably ready to repeat it. But okay. Um Yeah. So or Will was crying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. We were we were making fun of the uh so fuck. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, where where he misdrew or not misdrew, where he wanted to be next to um Mike and so Mr. he was Mikey boy. So he's gonna sacrifice the wizard who's supposed to be in the back, you know, throwing the fireballs. <laughs> but instead, he was like, "I'm gonna be in the front of the line, even though you get the weakest defense in the whole crew." He's like, "I got it, guys!" Over here, all magic wise, and I'm like, "No, Will, you don't got this." Go to the back, Will. He's like, "I can manifest all my powers to help. I can't, I can't." Will the wise, everybody. Will the wise. But the way that this episode started is where we left off on episode six. Um, Mr. Steve, where we thought he was going to die because mm-hmm. they did say a main character was going to die. And that's what we assumed was going to happen was him dying. And it didn't happen because lo and behold, he was getting attacked by the bats. Miss Nancy and the rest of the crew make it to the upside down, take an oar from the freaking paddle bolt that where they were on and she swings it onto the bat and was like hey yeah i'm like what <laughs> you just come in here looking like a total badass it was mostly nancy do all the work yeah low key <laughs> it's the rest of them were like ah oh, fuck we have to go because she's going 
yeah. Nancy's character development's just been crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like she came from this shy little like, you know. I'm a goody two shoe kid. Let me help you study. To then, like, like, here's my. I, I have a, I have a gun <laughs> at all times, and you know. She's like, I, I have guns, plural guns. Oh my god. I have guns. I make pronouns are cocktails guns. and you know everything. She has to have a fucking blush. She's like, I'm a baddie. I got, Glock. I got Glocks, not just. <laughs> Oh, I can't. That's, That's a good funny. line. That is a good line. They need to use that season five. Let me know. Duffin Brothers, use that <laughs> for your trailer. God. We're so cringy. Not going to lie. Cut to that. Cut to Nancy saying, like, I got Glocks. There goes the views. There goes the views. <laughs> I got Glocks. All the hood people are just like, yeah, that's my girl. <laughs> You go get her. You go get her, huh? Go do it. Uh, this is what, like this meme I saw. This is my Glock 40. This is my problem solver. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Sidetrack. Sidetracked a little bit about Glocks. <laughs> and we're jumping a little bit ahead on the on the, the guns part. But um we get them fighting all the little demobats and you know um uh, Steve is still getting choked out by one. Nancy and Robin are trying to get beat one up with the oar, and then Eddie's just Eddie watching. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's, he's swinging at a bat. Yeah, you know? he's trying. He's making the effort. He's trying. He's trying. doing his best. I give him. I still give him a thumbs up. He's still one of my favorite characters. I gave him. Props I mean, he killed one trying. of the bite bats too. So I mean, yeah, he did. He yeah, got yeah. one. He got one. Yeah. See, you know, he did something. I mean, he didn't smash it on the ground and tear it in half like my man Steve. But you oh know, yeah, but he's a but Steve's a baddie though. <laughs> like he, you know, <laughs> all muscular, just like bleeding out, like ooh, ah, pow, and then just pulling the thing. I'm like, damn. I put that in my notes where I put like, yeah, saving Steve from the horde of bats, and Steve looks like a badass. <laughs> like, <laughs> like total badass. I'm curious because like they really did like try to make him look like a badass. Like he rips the bat in half, but even then, like a big old chunk of yeah. blood just comes yeah. out of his mouth. And I was like, did they like purposely were like he has to have a bunch of just blood come out, <laughs> make him look like even more bad? Like, <laughs> Yeah, fuck that bat. And then, <laughs> then Eddie kept saying, you, "You did the Aussie, like you know, yeah. reference to Aussie." So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I think they, yeah, I think they did it on purpose. So like, obviously, you can make that reference there. Mm, yeah, they I had to make that. some kind of reference because I mean, one, at that time, like that was like a total badass thing for, like, Ozzy Osbourne to do, and it was very controversial. But to have a main uh, protagonist, like actual, like partial protagonist. In the scene, like to do something like that, honestly, I thought it was total, like total cool, coolness, like icing on the cake. I wonder if, like, in the next season, they're gonna show like his stomach and he's gonna have the giant scars, like from where the bats like dug into. I hope so. Ooh, I hope so. That, yeah. I mean, because they obviously took out some flesh when they did it, uh -huh. like right that upper flesh, like it yeah. has to be. Yeah. yeah. There's no way that just heals properly. You just you're just trying to see me. <laughs> you're just trying to see how many abs he has in the V cut. Come on. Come on. Next, next, next season, he's going to have his whole sh uh, chest waxed and shaved. Ah! <laughs> just on the beach, like Baywatch, some shit. 
just fully ready. I can't. That's their next job. They're him and Rob are gonna be lifeguards. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes, yes. I heard they're they're thinking yeah. about a movie or a spinoff off like they're supposed to be off the Stranger Things um like franchise, but they haven't they've they said um, we're not gonna say what it is yet, but they have they have a plan to like do like a spinoff um yeah. after this. But I've always thought it was funny because someone was like they should do a a spinoff of Steve and Robin just randomly getting jobs because they keep getting fired every season. Or they either <laughs> fired season. or quit, you know, every season and they just get a different job. So it's just or the place is just destroyed afterwards. Like it's just hilarious. Like when the wonder- mall. The mall got set on fire or uh, yeah. got set on fire and they lost that job because the mall burnt down. Yeah, and then did they have oh they didn't have a job before that. Now they now they work the video store, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing probably got busted Demolished. down yeah the earthquake hey, as well so god damn it of all the one good thing that they have it's not their fault they're losing their jobs right <laughs> yeah. damn demogorgons damn Becca. leave it alone man well that's what like I, in my brain i'm like if they do do some kind of spinoff with like any of these characters being like a, a side character um like would they still keep it like a supernatural feel or would they just change it more to a drama and like it should be more funny, haha, type of things going on. Because I mean, how can you have the supernatural parts without having the other main characters added into the thing? Then yeah. it just be supernatural again. Yeah. But they'd have to do something completely different, but still give it the same vibe, like with the characters playing off each other and stuff. So I'm really curious if they do do a spinoff, like what they plan on doing. I feel um, like it would be more like a drama comedy kind of type thing because like. Yeah. Think about it this way. I think of it as like boy meets world, girl meets world. Like boy meets world, it felt more of like an intense drama. And then you get girls meet world where it's more like a drama comedy, like more comedy than it should have been versus it being Mm -hmm. like a drama. So I feel like that's what they might do if they do something like that. But it would be more of the comedy aspect of it because you got them two together and they always cracking jokes at each other both at the same time. But Mm -hmm. I could be wrong. That insert um studio laugh here you know (laughs) (laughs) that's all i could think of but i was like do we have any of those sounds we should download those sounds for whatever so we have that so instead frank doesn't have to edit them in right (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna gonna do it if if y'all had to pick a main character to do a spinoff like who would it be like about an origin or like a story after Ooh. Mm. I, I would I would pick Dustin for some reason. I think have a little spinoff with Dustin, like a mini series, not like like ten seasons or some shit like that, but like a mini series about Dustin. Loki, I would think the same thing. That would be pretty pretty genius, honestly. I don't know. I think one of the main relationships would be not. I think I'd like Dustin. Uh, obviously, like I like Steve, but I think Steve and Dustin would be a fun spinoff, like just oh, the two characters together. Mm-hmm. Or Steve and Robin would yeah. be a nice spinoff. Uh, but I also think um, Max and Lucas would be a fun spinoff. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. I don't I don't know how what they would do. I, for some reason, I have a deep feeling, like, it's not even going to be any of the characters. It's just going to be, like, someone from, like, a neighboring town or area that knows about the events that mm-hmm. goes on or somehow. 
and then it's like their kind of story like happening like maybe even instead of just like the guys we focus on it's the same storyline but with another group of kids in a different area of stuff happening like so it's similar but it's not you know you get these other characters you get to meet new characters but you still have the same monsters you still have the same demogorgon you still have yeah things happening like i think that would be interesting but yeah i don't know i don't know how it'd be interesting but i won't be really into it like at first at first wise yeah they'd have to make it really really interesting just because like everyone was like really into the walking dead but then whenever uh what was it um what was the spinoff they did? Uh, oh, the Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear, yeah, fear, fear of the Walking, walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. Like I just, it was so hard to get into that. I didn't get into it. I try. I watched mm-hmm. like the first three or four episodes, and I yeah, couldn't same. get into it. Yep. It was really, it was really difficult. And I know they tried to keep it going, but I, I think it got canceled eventually. But um, or it might be still be going. I, I, I honestly don't know. But I just know all my friends who like The Walking Dead were like, "Oh yeah, that one's trash, bro." Like they just didn't like it. Um, Manny will speak his mind on that. Manny's like a big fan of The Walking Dead. I stopped watching after the first episode. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, I don't understand any of this at all. So I was like, I gave it a chance. That was it. The regular Walking Dead or the the Fear of the Walking Dead? The Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, I'm a big fan of the regular Walking Dead. Only thing is, is that I stopped watching after uh, Mr. Glenn died because I couldn't handle it. I couldn't uh, handle it uh, emotionally. After that, oh, I thought it was great. No, I was kidding. <laughs> All fucked up. No, <laughs> just I'm in this. It, you know what made me so mad? Not about Glenn dying. What made me mad is like, I remember when I first watched the first season. My cousin, uh, my cousin Miguel, got me into it. Mm-hmm. And you know, at first, I think I watched the first two episodes, and I really wasn't digging it like too, too much. And he's like, "You got to get past the first three episodes, and then it gets really interesting." So I was like. Yeah. all right whatever so i went to like episode four and i was like okay i'm a little invested at this point so i just I, you know i got really invested in watching it and then i think that's the and well one of the things he told me is like oh it's really cool because like this is actually like one of the series that don't really like put the main characters on pedestals like basically anyone could die and that's mm-hmm. kind of how they made the first few seasons like the, even the people you knew from like season one and season two they could die in season three and it like it just wasn't a thing and and then it got to there and then he died and he's like oh maddie died and i was like but why like literally you that's what you said made this show interesting is that anyone could die and now because one character you like died you're like you're mad at the series like that was the whole reason you liked the series. I remember when they first uh, showed that he died. You remember that, Tiff? Uh, when he gets like swarm of zombies on him, like, and he's he's, he's underneath the, the uh, like underneath the dumpster. Like, yep, uh, oh yep. my god, dude! The world I, went insane when that happened. <laughs> everyone's like, I swear to God, if if The Walking Dead kills off Glenn right here, right now, I'm gonna be so pissed. I was like, yeah. me too. I did the same thing with that, and then when Herschel. Herschel died. Oh like, yeah. His uh, his was one of the most extremes before, like you know, the whole Glenn thing. And after Glenn was like the next one after that. Is that when that happened? That like fucking just like I was devastated, like bawling, crying because he was he was like the to me like the symbol of peace and hope yeah. in their society. And then for that to happen, and then his kids to like snap and go into like I'm killing this motherfucker now. And I'm like, but 
honestly, I feel like that would be like the same way how it is with this, like this whole season with Stranger Things as well, too. Like we didn't know or what we were going to expect when it came to like them mentioning main characters dying. And everyone, like 95% of the fan base, assumed that it was going to be Steve yeah. or Eleven. And everyone's like, if they kill Steve, I'm done with this season. I'm done with it, everything. It, it was more Steve because, like, I didn't hear anybody else. Like, seriously. Like, oh, yeah, obviously Eleven, you just said. But yeah. it was more Steve, Steve, Steve. See, I'm just like, look, I'm not saying I'm the biggest fan like Fuentes here for Steve. But they kill Steve, I'm going to be pissed. Like. <laughs> I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I was like, he babied those kids, man. Yeah. He can't just take away the babysitter. Like, how dare you? Anyway. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Cause you know, they did a lot of, they do really good at their new character developments uh, in stranger things. You know, the, what's the, who was it? What was the guy? The uh, Bob was from season two. The, he had a real good character development. Alexi. In no, season three, the guy that was dating uh, Will, uh, Will's mom. Yeah, Bob. 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 Okay, Bob. Yeah. Bob. Bob the brain. That's what it was. Bob the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they did a really good job. You know with character development for a lot of these in, in newer characters. Um, Alexi, a lot of people liked him. I didn't really care for him because he didn't really like. I didn't think the character development for him was actually as well as it could have been. It, he just kind of was the guy who was just there, like. I ain't gonna help y'all. F y'all. Give me my slurpee. Yeah, give me my yeah. slurpee. Give me my Burger King, and that's it. And yeah, he was just kind of being a little, a little ass. And then he, he kind of started. Little... He was kind of getting the. He was kind of getting the vibe, and I think that's why people like started liking him because like, oh, he opened up. He he's in America from the America. oppressive, oppressive Russians, and he's getting the experience America. And, and then <laughs> Russians shot him down. Those damn commies. <laughs> uh, Christ! Oh my God! Yeah, that season was a really good season. Season three, like season three, was another one that was good. amazing. It was super epic. Yeah, it just like you know, it's so funny because like Drew said at the beginning of the the series, like how are you gonna top that? Like they went from like they went from like de- demon or not demons, but uh, you know, monsters from other dimensions coming and like terrorizing kids to like russians and like yeah. guns and like and underground dust, secret basements and just particles and, and all that jazz all these like crazy uh things and then like yeah it was just it was just really in a really intense season kind of reminds me like well okay i won't go that extreme but it's like the whole fast and furious franchise you know what i'm saying <laughs> you, you go from racing to convoys like they're getting convoys and all this shit they're in the they're in they're in the sky parachuting down with their Dodge Challengers. Uh, they went into fucking space. This last I didn't one, see that the, one, uh, but yeah, last I heard. Movie. They went into fucking space with yeah, a car. I, How? I, next they're I gonna be watching. with the <laughs> next they're gonna be with the fucking dinosaurs. Jurassically and, fast. Yeah, jurassically <laughs> fast, guys. Like that's the yes, next scene. Chris Pratt crossover. Yes, mm, Chris Pratt. Hey, man, how are we going to defeat all these dinosaurs? Family. <laughs> <laughs> never lived. That, I'm never going to live that day. Oh my god. 
they're like, I have a family too. And then the, she whistles and the raptors come and like, we're all family. <laughs> raptors and cars flying oh through the God. sky together, Stop. attacking T-Rexes, you know. It's a, it's a good time. You're giving them, give them ideas, Quintus. Oh, Man, shit. If they make it into a movie, I, that just, that would make me happy. I don't need the royalties. I'm I'm living my life for entertainment. If anyone can make my entertainment into reality and I don't have to spend any money, then go right ahead, guys. I want to see it on the big screen. Jurassically Absolutely. fast. Clip that. Absolutely. Clip that, Franco. Clip that. Post on TikTok. Put go that viral. on TikTok. Go viral. Go viral on TikTok. <laughs> so getting back... A little bit of a sidetrack. We sidebar a little bit going into Jurassically Fast. Oh, oh, yeah. but, right. Only a 15 minutes. Only 15 minutes, you know. But um, getting back into this episode, we honestly, it's a lot that happened within that hour and 40, but it didn't feel like it was an hour and 40. It felt like we're already used to everything that was kind of going through the motions. Mm -hmm. It just felt like very quick, but it was... It wasn't an hour 40. Didn't feel like an hour and 40. Um, we get more into detail with Eleven. So she goes into the septic tank. Um, I always get his father, whatever. the. Uh, Brenner? Brenner. There you yeah. go. Brenner, he is just kind of like, you know what? We got to rush this. We got to make sure she can fight back because it's we're taking way too much time on this so he skips i think he skips like a good three or four months worth of tapes and goes straight into mm -hmm. what happened that day and she's reliving everything she's going through the day like if it's like a normal day and he just tells her that he has she has to be ready to fight because if not then her friends are going to be devastated everybody's just going to be devastated because they need her basically to figure her shit out and get her powers back at this point um what else is it so they... basically, basically during this episode there's like five groups of people doing things so yeah. you got l going into basically her past with at the lab you got the guys in the upside down um after they went through the the what do they call it watergate <laughs> because it's, it's a gay in underwater. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got you got the other kids being questioned by the police on why they were at the lake because another death had just happened at the lake over there. You have um, who? What else? You have Murray the, and Joyce. You have Murray and Joyce turning turning themselves in um, to the Russians, and then you have um, Hopper and Enzo. Uh, basically preparing for their fight with the monster. The monster. Uh, um, and then I guess, you know, now that I think about it, like just scanning through this episode, you don't even see none of like Will or any of the other guys oh, whatsoever. Yeah, no. no, because like I think they're still, they're already now, they figured out where they're going in a sense. So we really I, don't see where... This is a road trip from this point. Yeah, it's just on the road for them. They know <laughs> yeah. where they're that's, going. That's kind of crazy that they didn't even do like one like flash scene of like just them conversating or something. Like they just completely <laughs> cut them out of the episode. Freaking out Eduardo. Oh, that's smacking. 
That's just smacking. smacking. That's the scene. Just cuts That's to them it. saying smacking that goes into their different scene. <laughs> and then they're doing the sounds all over again. The bloop, 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 <laughs> The whole time. But yeah, you're right. I don't even remember no cutscene, no nothing for them. So they I, basically I weren't weren't included at all this this episode. It was mainly the story build for the three for the four things that were going on, which was Eleven figuring out her power and figuring out what happened that day. Um, the guys getting questioned, the guys in the upside down, and then Hopper and Joyce and all of them. But Joyce mm -hmm. uh, and Murray, their story merges with um, with Hopper in the end. Yes, and towards the ending. So it feels like it was all just all in one big clump, anyways. But. Uh, oh. I'll say, well, I guess you could say that about the two groups in the upside down and getting questioned by yeah. the police. They like it just together. gets clumped into one. But nonetheless, we do get them questioned by the police, which mm -hmm. is hilarious because they're all three sitting on on the couch and they're like trying to ask him, like, why were you at at the the lake? They're like, oh, you know, we're just going for a casual or swim. I was like, in what clothes? In what swimwear? Like, how yeah. are you doing this? And Erica and Mike's sister is just kind of like, you know, the little sister just kind of like, y'all are lying. They know they're lying. But the parents are like, but why are you over there? Why are you doing this? You know, are you hanging out with Eddie? Everyone's like, Psh, nah, nah. I love I love Lucas's dad saying like uh, like you know lying to the police is a crime right? <laughs> He's giving them the logical thing, and then yeah. Mike Mike's dad is like, "Oh, you should definitely lock him up." Yeah. And then all the parents start arguing because he says all of it. Like I mean, threaten him with with some time, some harsh time. I'm like, oh no. What I find like funny is like how much they're trying to like uh, make Erica like still seem like she's still a kid, like. Even though she's super sassy and things like that, like she was like, "Liar, y'all all liars are pants on fire or something." And they're like, "What? The whole couch is on fire!" And then both <laughs> her her parents turn like, "Erica, we're like, come on, she's being honest at least. She's not lying. The couch was on fire. Like they were lying. <laughs> she knew that they were lying." And then the police we were like getting up to here with the yelling, the arguing in between everyone. So you got the chief yelling like, all right, that's it, enough. We're going to question them one by one. And they pick out Max as the first one. And she's like, but, but why me? Like, you know. And everybody else is like panicking because like, how are they going to get their story straight? Yeah. If they're questioning them one by one, who's going to slip up? Who's going to say something wrong? Like already in that mindset, Dustin's freaking out because he just needs to know that the guys are okay. Where are they at? And how is he going to answer all these fucking questions? Because he's not good with all of this stuff. Which is another mm -hmm. thing. But what else happens? We get a cutscene to Hopper and the gang over there in Russia. They're discussing their plan on how to defeat this monster. The Demogorgon. This Demogorgon that's behind the door that we finally figure out it's a Demogorgon. Um, we get them discussing their plan, what they're going to do, and how they're going to figure it out. And if Hopper's plan helps them, at least, oh, what is it from Enzo? He said 100 to 1 is always oh, yeah. his odd <laughs> for yeah. him. 100 to 1. I think what at the end he did, they say, like, 
I gave you a thousand to one. Yeah, for end. his plan in the end. Crazy. Wild. Which his plan was pretty insane. He said that he's dealt with with one of these beasts before monsters. So he was thinking fire, fighting it with fire. Where the hell are they going to get fire? Yeah, I was like, where, yeah, where are you going to get it, bro? <laughs> like, how are we going to figure out to get fire? Ends up, what is it, taking a lighter from one of the the guards? Yep. And it was whenever they were eating at the dinner, right? If I wasn't mistaken. It was the episode before yeah. where they were all eating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took the vodka with him that was there for drinking. He took the little bottle for fluid. Mm-hmm. Which was fucking genius. I give him props for that because they had all this alcohol, uh, had all this food, and his his mind was in the game plan. Just casually, just put it for later, like if he's gonna actually drink it, but he doesn't. He uses it for his weapon. I remember thinking, like, like why would they have like that kind of hard liquor around prisoners? Like, you would think anybody would take that and just knock somebody all out with it. Um, but I guess. The 80s, so why does it matter? Yeah, why does it matter? <laughs> We're about to feed them to the, you know, the organ. Like that, I mean, like they said, you know, it was the final feast, basically. You know, that is yeah. true. Yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. give two shits what they were doing. They're just like, eh. Well, it, it is kind of funny when you really think about it, because you're like, I mean, I guess I think they did mention that they did it on purpose to like fatten you up so that the demogorgon can have a good meal. Mm -hmm. Um. But at the same time, it's kind of like, it's a weird, it seems like it's tradition, you know, to do stuff like that. Like, you know, the Vikings, oh, I believe, the Vikings yeah. ate a big you know, meal before they go to war and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. It's just kind of weird to think that these awful, horrible Russians actually still were traditional, like, not, I wouldn't say nice, but they, you know, they didn't really have to give them a giant feast, you know, they didn't have to give them booze and alcohol and all that, like, but they did. They gave them all these nice things and they didn't have to. And you're right. Like, they just basically set them up for, like, here you go. Here's a feast. We're just going to feed you to the to the fishes. And that's pretty much it. And it right. is what it is at that point. Kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, if, if anybody watches Squid Game, you know, the end of Squid Game, if anybody's watched, seen it. But, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, I have not. I haven't had time to sit down and actually watch it. And I've heard I ain't saying stuff. shit, then. Damn. <laughs> I ain't so saying he's, shit. He's, he's leaving you with the cliffhanger, guys. Our fans. Oh, no. That's I guess what happened in the squid games. People <laughs> die in the squid games. They win a bunch of money, and then they die in the squid game. There you go. <laughs> Cat. Oh my god. Y'all seen that, right? The Saturday Night Live parody? Yes. yes. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I laughed so hard when I seen that. Oh my. It's so catchy, too. Just I'm thinking about it. Podcast. just uh, Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to love it, Tiff. You're going to watch it, but you're, you're going to uh, love it. I'll, I'll, I, once I get through all my animes I need to get through, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. I promise. I have a, a backlog of stuff I need to watch, and I just have it. Sadly, I have too much to watch. But anywho, we get them trying to get their device plan together. As that's going on, we have the crew in the Upside Down walking around trying to figure out what to do. Um, we have Nancy kind of wrapping up um, Steve 
you know, she's a little close to the to the boss. Yeah, yeah. A little yeah. too close, <laughs> you know. And wrapping him up, making sure he's okay, and he's a little bit um, keep it a little bit tight, just because it feels a little bit better for him. Um, Eddie does toss him his jacket and be like, oh, "Modesty, man! Like, <laughs> cover up." And he, Steve's like, "Damn, okay. Like, what's there to see? A whole bunch of bandage and just you know my nips, but that's it." Like that's all I was thinking in my head. I was like, I ain't got nothing else he's showing. He's all bandaged up. Only got the boobs just to show. I mean, that was still nice of Eddie <laughs> to throw him his partially his jacket. You know, a he rocker's made... a, a rocker's clothes are his like signature, man. He just so. looked even more of a badass with the vest on. That's all I was thinking in my head. I was like, damn. I, I love the. Uh, it happened shortly after that, but I love the interaction Steve and Eddie had. Uh, they were walking around. And they were talking about how um, Eddie was like kind of jealous of Steve, the way like Dustin worships him, <laughs> which is so weird. So yeah. like getting into that a little bit, when he's kind of voicing his opinion, he's all, uh, "I couldn't believe that Dust Dustin of all people, Dustin was talking to." You know, someone that was upperclassman, that was cool, had daddy pay for everything or had like a good life kind of type thing. And he was just like, I was just kind of jelly, like pretty jealous of you to have have that because that kid worships you, dude, worships you, man. <laughs> and I thought that it was going to be like. Eddie kind of dogging on him a little bit more, kind of like, well, you're an asshole type thing. But, like, he didn't do that. He kind of did it in a more of a kind way, telling him, like, you know, Steve, this kind of Steve, you know, stuck up Steve. Mm -hmm. But it made it seem nice. But I felt like Steve probably felt the same way about Eddie, but didn't want to honestly tell Eddie that's how he felt. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, fuck feelings sometimes when you're a cool guy. <laughs> But yeah, he, I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little rich, bit. What did you say? Rich, popular, and not a douche goes against uh, all morals. Know, the, the Munson, the Munson moral, uh, you know, rule <laughs> code. That's yeah. what I was like. Okay, bet. Okay, but um, what else did he say? He did mention the whole thing about you know I didn't jump in here for you, man. I just didn't want to be left out there and mm. be like I ran away. And he was just telling Alim a little bit more that, you know, she had guts. She went in after you. She didn't hesitate. She didn't even think to hesitate to come in and jump in for Steve. She just went for Steve. And that's what Eddie was kind of saying about Nancy. Like, telling him, you know, you should fix, fix, fix. your relationship with her. I wonder, I wonder if, like, Eddie, because pretty much at this point, no one knows that Robin's a lesbian. So only Ed, mm -hmm. not only Eddie, only Steve. Only but Steve, like, yeah. it's pretty funny because like the, that scene happens, and obviously it's directing the audience to make Steve, you know, have the love interest of Nancy again or whatever. I, I get that, but you know, at first he says those two girls, you know, they were they're something else. Like they care about you, and then after he says those two girls, then he says Nancy didn't hesitate one bit. And it's just like, but why didn't you mention Robin? She was she was mm -hmm. just as she was just as gun oh, well. and like, all right, well, <laughs> hey, who's, he was a leader, bye. You know, I'm going in after, He's you know. <laughs> and, and, um, 
but I do think it's funny that you know he didn't mention it. But obviously they did that on purpose because they want the audience to see want the relationship back together with him and Nancy. Yeah. Uh, but and then you know, that's a good a... moment because Robin followed too. Yeah. But I mean, even us as an audience, we know she's a lesbian. So like they yeah. didn't have to add that in unless they were newer fans. Like the newer fans are over here kind of like thinking like, damn, why didn't like why didn't they mention um uh, mention Robin or anything? And then they go back and watch season three, they're like, Oh Well, I mean the why. first like two episodes yeah. they talk about her liking the chick. Oh yeah, and the boobs. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's boobs. Right. You know who like who you know who pauses on there? People that like boobs, girls. People that like boobs. And he's all I like boobs. Ew, you like boobs. No. What's her name? Man, I forgot what her name was. The girl that he she likes. Is it Kim? Uh, Is it Kim? Kimberly Kim Kimmy? No. no. So, uh it's not Rachel. Um Oh, this is gonna kill me. Yeah, to think about me it. Too. <laughs> I don't remember at all. Cool. So did you find out the name? Yeah, Vicky. Yeah. Oh, Vicky. that's what it was. I was thinking Kimmy <laughs> the whole time, but it was close. close I was second. like, I'm pretty sure it is Kimmy. Yeah, I'm yeah we're Kimmy. all confident. No, it was Vicky. Oh, yeah, it's Kimmy. Vicky, Vicky. Vicky, Vicky. Ew, ew. Okay, so <laughs> Wentz has finally figured out the name of it, and Vicky is the one that is the lover? Love interest? Love interest, Love interest. Yes. yeah. Oh, question. Robin. I'm all question mark because she's interested in in Robin. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I hope so. Maybe, hope so. I hope so. Maybe. <laughs> Your glasses are all the way. Oh yeah, shit. <laughs> but um, anyways, I feel. Like, I'll see now. <laughs> you went like this, so I was like, I'm gonna do the same shit, so I'm just gonna just come down. Here. You're like, mm. but um. We haven't talked a lot about what was going on with Eleven, really, um, just because it's all little... lame. Huh? That's why. Oh, it's all lame. God. That's why. Stop. Like blah blah blah. I'm blah stuck blah here. blah. Look at me blah, in my hands. Blah. Look at me in my hand. <laughs> Talk well, to the least... hand. Okay. You know I was gonna right. get. To, I was gonna get to the, her point in her story <laughs> and almost close to. Well, I won't get to the end of what the episode is, but it was Mr. Henry, one of the hint. I would say henchmen. I guess you could say for Doctor Brenner. Um, he was kind of helping out Eleven, trying to figure out her real power or her own power source. So you get him helping her out. Um, in the rainbow room telling her like look this is what you need to do you need to listen to me this is how we have to direct everything and this is how it's gonna go regardless and if you don't listen to me or don't follow this you'll end up dying because Brenner wants you dead like he thinks you're too strong you don't deserve the power that you have blah 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 kind of type thing he's brainwashing her I think initially you know in the end I, I, I didn't feel like that's what actually what was happening I think he was telling the truth no. I think she. I think he was going to send a bunch of people after her to try to un, actually to unlock her powers, uh, but he was going to actually have her get, basically get jumped. You know. Oh, maybe so. Maybe maybe he know. was right about the kids jumping her, or I maybe. Don't know. I just. It's, I don't know. Just, He's a crazy I think guy. He is crazy. <laughs> In the end, it, it just seemed like he was trying to actually be sincere, you know, uh, about everything, but I don't know. Yeah, who will know? Who will not know? But um, we at least get him helping her. 
he slips her um, one of those key cards of yeah. such to put into her sock or to put in her shoe to hide. And he said, just follow every direction that he gives her and that everything will be a-okay, that they will be a- he, she will be able to escape. And that's what happens during the season. Like this whole episode, honestly, is her as trying to escape, which I feel like it was uh, kind of like a metaphor because she's <laughs> trying to escape her inner demons. And there she's trying to escape from Brenner, which Brenner to her is like her inner demon. So like, I felt like it was just a metaphor into play yeah. into both both things, which was pretty cool. But I, I didn't think of it until probably watch rewatching this episode. But um, what else? What else? What else? What else? What else? So then we get um, Murray getting into the uh, the Russian facility. Oh, the and... whole gimmick, dude! Oh my god, the whole get up, everything. He's pretending to be uh, Yuri, Yuri uh, yeah, so yeah. he can talk to the the war warden of the thing, trying to take uh, Yuri, uh, Yuri being uh, pretending to be Murray, Murray, Murray. Murray pretending to be Yuri, and then Joyce obviously being Joyce, um, Joyce along for the plan. And then you just get a hilarious banter of Murray. Um, I definitely could just listen to Murray just talk just all the time because he's just hilarious. Like everything he, he needs a spinoff. He needs, he a, spin needs a spinoff. Actually, yeah, yeah that's, that's who needs a spinoff. Give spin -off. him a spinoff. If we doesn't, if we don't get a, a spinoff with him, uh, kicking a thirteen-year-old to a sixteen-year-old's butt with kung fu, then I don't know what my life is anymore. Wouldn't it be wild? I just thought of it right now. Like, Kung Fu takes place in the eighties. Yeah, he, he comes across uh, some, you know, Cobra Kai history, which is karate. <gasps> oh, Ooh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. What, what, what's, what's her character's name? Uh, the fuck, what's his name? Uh, from Cobra Kai, the main two main two guys. I forgot their fucking names. Um, uh, I was gonna say William Zapka, but that's the play who plays. Um, God, I forgot his name. Johnny. Anyway, Johnny, there you go. But like, uh, yeah, I think Murray deserves a spinoff because that dude is just one of a kind in this show. Chef's, oh. chef's kiss, man. Smacking! Oh, there you go. Smacking! Hmm. I still don't know so who he right is. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know who he is. Um, we do get him impersonating Yuri, which honestly I could live for and listen to it the whole entire time. Uh, his impersonation is pretty funny. Um, I felt like at the beginning of like the whole impersonation, like at the gate, I thought they were gonna get caught like that. Like, I was scared because he went to the back, and then your actual year is yelling into the freaking, like, cloth, like, it's me! Like, I'm Yuri! The whole time, and I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna unmask him, they're gonna ask him questions, and he's gonna say he's really Yuri. I thought we are gonna get the whole Spider-Man, like, pointing at each other <laughs> type thing, but it didn't happen. Um, they passed through the fucking gate, which was my shock. They believed him. And then... They go inside. They're what waiting in a room, basically, mm -hmm. with both the prisoners, well, Joyce and uh, Murray and Yuri, all in a room, kind of trying to. Okay, what's the next game plan? And freaking Murray's, Murray's just playing with the gun, like yeah, he's going over the say and shit. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> dying laughing. Yeah, I think uh, to me. One of the funniest parts in the whole thing is whenever the Warren gets in there and Yuri 
being tied up to impersonate uh, Murray, like try, trying to scream that it's like really him. And Murray turns around and like smacks the shit out of him. And all you hear is stupid American. And I, all you hear is a little whimper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all poor, Eerie. Uh, that guy's an asshole. Uh, but yeah, no, definitely, uh, definitely a really funny scene especially when the warrens like tries to break it down and you could like almost like feel the sweat coming off his forehead whenever the warren's like you're not the yuri i've heard of and he's just like oh shit everyone i felt like it was like the pin drop where like oh shit they got got and then he's like you're just your your screws are a little bit more undone than what they said the you were. Fake laugh happens. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What, what really gets me is like, I mean, obviously TV show things are just, you're just going to let things slide. But there is no way an American, even if he knew Russian, would have the exact dialect of a Russian. Like it would, they would know. They would know that he's not Russian Russian. Like, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it doesn't, they never mention it. He just goes on. They went through with it. And I'm like, interesting. I Honestly, I didn't think of that until you brought it up. Like, I thought yeah. they would have gotten got like that. Or they just played into it and they're like, nah, maybe, maybe he's really not Russian. He's just like American Russian or something. Or maybe they you know? just accepted it because, you know, he's been smuggling stuff from America to Russia. They're just like, yeah, eh, his accent's going to be a little weird because he's trying to learn English too. Like, I mean, it could be that. I just, I just like thought about it, and I was like, "There's no way Murray talks enough Russian to mm-hmm. be a fluent Russian like conversa- yeah. conversationalist." Um, I don't know. I just that was a random thing that popped up whenever I was watching it. That po- popped up in my head. Yeah. Um, also, too, uh, after they thought that they got caught, but they didn't. Um, Murray asks them, "Like, where's?" Where is the other American that they were talking about? Um, they talk about, you know, what's going to happen. And they're like, oh, we don't want to ruin the surprise. Or they don't want to ruin the show. And he kind of looks around like, a show? Like, oh, shit. You know? And this is when we get introduced to the crew. Getting talked to about the rules. About what's going to happen, what they can do, what they can't do. If they do this, they get shot. Like, as they're explaining the roles, you see Murray, Joyce, and Yuri get walked into a room. Go through the room with the cameras. They go out to where the actual whole game that they're fucking playing. And Joyce's face expression kind of, like, hits me. Because she finally sees Hopper for the first time. Hopper can't see her. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't know that she's there. And she's just devastated. Because she knows. What possibly is going to happen. And you hear the scream of the Demogorgon. Behind that freaking gate. We all know it's a Demogorgon. And she knows what that screech is. And she's like. Holy shit. Even Murray's yeah. face too. Like. <gasps> like yeah, drop the whole. The entire. The entire time, she never obviously gave up on Hopper, like, being dead, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and then to, like, witness it for the first, like, see him for the first time, then, like, seconds later, you're thinking, oh, well, this is probably the last time I'm going to see him. So, like, he's alive, but in a few seconds, he's not going to be. <laughs> She's so, literally uh, re- reliving his death twice, yeah. basically. And well, that's, like, <laughs> oh, I know she's going through so much, man. 
And it's wild because I honestly thought, like, at this point in time, I thought they, that, for one, they were going to end the episode right here. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, a cliffhanger, and I was going to be like, you son of a bitch, like, why? <laughs> uh, like, you you're going to play next. <laughs> play ne- we can't even play next because the, the other ones didn't release until a month later. Oh, that's and, true. Yeah, that's right. That's and right. I would have cried, but uh, yeah. we get that cliffhanger where they give them the rules. They tell them, you know, get ready. And then they're going to open the doors. They open the doors. And that's what we thought where it was going to cut. It went like blank, black. And I was like, oh, no, don't do this to me. And then you hear the screech. I think you hear the screech again. And then the Demogorgon just flies out. And I was like, oh, no, they weren't going to do this to me. So they they got got me. They psyched me out. And the whole killing happens. I don't know. Like, it was honestly, I felt like the scene was very intense. Because for one, we didn't get to know all of the prisoners. But... I was just worried about fucking Enzo and, and Hopper, yeah. Hopper, their plan working, all of them working together. They said, that plan, I'm going to go do whatever I need to do. And it was just Enzo and Hopper for themselves. I forgot where it was, but it was like someone in the very front had like a spear or something. And he just literally just leaps right over oh, and yeah. attacks the person <laughs> right behind him. I was like, holy shit. Wow. That was intense. Like, he didn't even care about that dude. He just went, whoop. He said, you're not fat enough. The one behind you is. So I'm going to go after that one. He said he got more meat on his bones. I just wonder how their mouths actually work. Because, like, he would, like, they would put their head, his, like, flower head over someone else's. And it looked like it was a... <laughs> And then it just like pull off and it's just nothing but like meat, you know, mince meat, you know, their face. And I'm just like, well, they have about a thousand teeth on there, on yeah, like the like, petals and stuff. But they... like, it's the motion of the, the way that they're pulling. It's like a crane and they're just yeah. like, uh, yeah, I guess basically I like a pull system. Skinning their whole face off. Mm-hmm. And just, and just swallow. They need nothing else. I wonder, they, I wonder how they see, or do they see at all? Do they just sense by smell, or sense by like they're they're apex uh, apex predators. So with them, it's about the sense, the smell, and the sound, like the sounds. Sound smell mm. is like their number one, like you know, thing because they don't have. I don't think they have eyes to see at all. Mm-mm. It's just they don't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if their eyes are those little teeth, then I must be fucked up looking at them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. These are the hard questions we need to be asking the Duffer Brothers. Are like, where are the eyes? <laughs> where are the eyes at? They're like, oh, it's in the hole. Be like, god damn it. It's like, oh, it's like Beetlejuice. Like, oh. Oh, yeah. Um, but we get this whole brutal, like, massacre, murder, like, in the prison. Like, like how you said, it was, more like, the most epic jump for that Demogorgon to jump over that guy. The guy was like, oh, fuck that. Try to stab it. Gets thrown across the freaking arena. There was one that was trying to get away by, like, trying to, like, run into the corner and climb away. And that Demogorgon just takes him, splits him in half, and just tosses him, like, he's all, like I'm nothing. playing around. Like, it's fucking nothing at all. 
I felt like this was very like gruesome, like very gruesome to see, especially in a Stranger Things episode at all. I wasn't expecting like this kind of gruesomeness. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of called back to that uh, to episode four where you didn't expect that gunfight to happen in the in the house. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's like I didn't expect. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty, we're gonna see like the Demogorgon going off, but like nothing like that. We didn't expect anything like that. I, that was an actual massacre. Yeah, relate to the to the you know the name of this episode. That is kind of crazy too because um, like Will lived like. A whole week in the upside down with that thing you know um and then like it makes you think like there could have been way more killings in season one if they if they were like this like advanced at killing yeah but the russians i guess we we're feeding it every prisoner like the way that they did it like the hunt style because it got bored with its food from my guess is like they tried feeding him like one by one like people and he was just kind of like meh i'm bored with this give me two meh uh give me three mm, you know what just give me the prison prisoners just give me like five prisoners that you don't like i'll finish them you know that's basically what it seemed like that he was getting bored with everything that he was getting fed and this is how they advanced him to where he's at still uncontrollable because they couldn't control him at all so they had to figure out a way and to keep it at bay and happy at the point that they're at right mm-hmm um what else we got so we get the whole um nancy talking about her glocks her glock locks that she has hidden in the in the upside down five glocks she's just glocking it up you know we get her we need a stranger things poster of like nancy with glocks as a poster that's it Drop, drop the hottest mixtape with that Glock on her and everything. <laughs> but um, we get them, uh, get Nancy talking about her Glocks. You get um, Robin talking about, like, let's go to the police station because they have bombs, they have they have grenades, and they got guns. But then that's when Nancy's like, I got guns at my house. And Eddie hits us with the line, guns, plural? Like, multiple? <laughs> And then Steve recalls and recants to the time that she pulled out the revolver on her, on him, which was, she's like, ah, good days, you know, (laughs) like it was a casual Tuesday, which it was, but a casual Tuesday for her. Um, They make their way through all of the, the forest. They get to Nancy's house, realize there are no guns. There's no Glock Glocks inside her shoebox that she said there was. She's freaking out because a lot of the stuff that was there, she gave away two or three years, two or three years ago. Like, she gave them away. There was nothing there that she had anymore. Thus, we come to find out that the Upside Down is stuck in 1993, right? 19, no, 83, 83. 83. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 83. There's, it's stuck in time. Don't know why. But it was the, it was the night that Will was taken, and they're stuck in time. Like couldn't figure it out. Whatever. Like uh, no guns. But Steve is yelling out Dustin's name. Everyone's like Dustin's here. Like holy shit! And they all scurry out of the room. But um, he's yelling at some lights, some stuff like yelling at in general in the house for Dustin. Yeah, hear I, his I think voice. I think it's Steve just yelling at just anything. Anything. Yeah. He's all Dustin, 
Justin, do you hear me? Are we sure he doesn't have rabies? Yeah, uh, are you sure? <laughs> oh, yeah, that line. Robin hits with, uh, do you, are you sure he doesn't have rabies? Um, they try to look around to see what's going on, like how to communicate with them. And I think, what was it? Um, Robin points out, like, is this normal? And it's like the la- the lamp, uh, the lamp or the lights in mm. the kitchen. And it has that little misting thing. And they're trying to figure out how to signal to them. Meanwhile, um, Max is getting questioned. The boys are in the kitchen figuring out what the game plan is going to be after, you know, Max gets questioned. They're trying to figure out what's going on. Erica wants to know what's going on. They explain to Erica that it's no longer the Russians that are opening portal portals. That with whatever's going on, this person is opening up a portal at every kill site, but don't know why. Um, then they get the SOS from <laughs> from there because Erica's like, um, do you know what's going on with that light? And the notorious line that Dustin says, you don't think they're stupid enough to go into Watergate, do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the light starts flickering, and they're like, I take that back. They are stupid I, enough I to I underestimated go. them. Yeah, I underestimated <laughs> them. Yeah. So they're trying to figure out how to talk to, um, to them from the upside down without making it noticeable. Lo and behold, they remember that Joyce was able to talk to Will through lights. And... Um, they go steal Holly, the little sister's uh, little, uh, what is it called? Oh, yeah, the... I, I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Uh... A, bright, a bright light. Bright light. A bright light. I was thinking I think Etch-a-Sketch, so. but Etch-a-Sketch is the one with yeah. the little knobs <laughs> to draw stuff with. But that bright light, they steal it from her, and they're like, we need this real quick, thank you. And then I think Erica drops her like a candy bar or something like that <laughs> in her lap. Drops her a candy bar. Um... As that's going on, we get the whole climax of what's going on with uh, with Eleven. So we're getting more into the story with Eleven. We get her trying to escape with Henry, showing mm-hmm. her where to go, how to go underneath with all the tunnels and everything. Um, Eleven's trying to convince Henry to go with her, but she he says he cannot. Because he has a tracker where um, father can track him wherever he goes. Even if he leaves outside of the the area, he will know where he's at. So she removes the tracker with her hand and her mind power. You know, removes it out of... Ah! <laughs> her power. She removes it out of his neck. He is now free. But lo and behold, I feel like there was more something darker because of that chip being there. But guess what? He also can do the hand thing. <laughs> <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> we get this whole little scene with all the guards and stuff trying to look for... <laughs> trying to look for Eleven and Henry. They weren't able to escape, so they get ran back into the prison. Henry tells her to go hide here and he will take care of the rest and do not come out for any reason whatsoever fair enough right just hide in a closet and he'll take care of the rest right wrong Mm. 11 wants to go and explore we get cut back into the crew again back in hawkins trying to figure out the whole light thing 
They figure out the lightning. They tell him. Dustin's screaming uncontrollably because they cannot understand, you know, what's going on because they can hear him, but very little. Like it's very like lagged, and the upside down. And they're like, "Man, that that kid is nuts. He's insane." But they do get their point across with through the bright light, um, that they're trapped. All the gates are guarded, and they just need to know what to do after that. So they think about going to Eddie's house because that's the last place that, well, not the last place, that's where the first killing happened. And they would, I don't think the bats would go into Eddie's house, so that's the only place that's covered where they won't be able to get into. So they don't walk, they bike. And Max gets finished getting questioned, they tell Max to come here, everything, I think, whenever the whole scene, whenever they get all the bright bright lights and everything together and stuff. They escape through the window, and the cop's like, here, little picky pickies, you know, which one's going to squeal? And lo and behold, they figure out that the kids escape through the window. Erica flats a tire with a little knife that she has, badass that she is. It's only now, a misdemeanor. <laughs> <laughs> Stabs it, everything, gets out of there all cool. They're all riding the bikes. All the parents are running out like, Erica, Dustin, like, where are they all going? That um, was pretty cool to have Steve, Nancy, Robin, and Eddie riding bikes in the upside down, along with Dustin, Lucas, and Max, and Erica, you know, doing the same. Yeah, but like in, in real in real life. Yeah, like <laughs> so, they were yeah. going on the same path to the same place, and it goes yeah. from the crew and Hawkins, and then it turns oh, to where so it's dope. them. It was yeah. that was wow, Chef's kiss right there, dude. <laughs> I don't know how many times I have to say it. Like stuff like that, just like oh, it's some good shit, some good shit right there. Good yeah, shit. it was definitely a really good scene. I, I thought it was pretty cool too. I was like, oh look, they did the flip thingy. They had to do it somewhere. Eventually. Um, while that's going on, Eleven escapes out of that little closet to go see what's going on. We see dead bodies, kids' bodies, dead adult bodies with their eyes taken out, their jaw, their limbs broken. We finally see what's going on. Eleven goes and well eleven goes into the room, right? Into the into the rainbow room. Rainbow room, right? Yeah. And she figures out that it's Henry. Mm-hmm. It's Henry that's done all of this. It's Juan. It's number one. That he is he is number one. Um he's the one that started it all. It was all started with him. Gives his backstory, all that jazz. Like it's... he was actually Victor Krill's son. <gasps> oh! Um. Well, that discussion's going on, and where Eleven finally figures out what's going on, all the crew gets over there to Eddie's house. Eddie and all of them are trying to figure out how a way to get escape from the upside down so mm-hmm. dustin's theory is if you throw something up it should stay put where it goes as in like the gravity over there to gravity here on in hawkins is different but it's going to be about the same so it's going to hold 
the same. He throws up um, some sheets up into the upside down and it stays put where the gravity holds the thing without them tying it down somewhere. They pull out Eddie's beds, questionable sames, but he says they're not his. <laughs> yes. Um, we give him the props. We give him the benefit of the doubt. They are not his stains. Um, everyone starts escaping one by one. So, like, you get Eddie that gets out first. Then you get Robin that gets out. Hold on. Are we not going to talk about the physics of that? Like, how does that work? Like we how just the, did. It's the gravity. I, yes, but that's not enough gravity to hold. If you put enough force onto something, it's going to pull through. Like as soon as one person gets on one side, it's going to change the amount of weight that's on one side to the other. So it's going to automatically pull through. Like it, this, this it's, is going to hold. It's so. the gravity. That's like saying when they, whenever they slip through, that all of a sudden in the middle of their body, they're just going to stay there. Wait, 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 wait. It's gravity times velocity divided by the mass equals what the force would be. So what does that mean? It means it's just stranger thing logic. It makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense to Dustin. So it makes sense to everything. So I don't think the math. I don't think the math is right. I think. So you, think, so you think the math isn't mathing? No, it's not <laughs> mathing. The only mathing. the only way I would uh, have accepted it is if they like anchored it down to the floor on one side and anchored it down to the floor on the other side and made it like a pole. Like it's it just basically doesn't... like someone giving birth. Like that's the force. Like it's the force to get through and penetrate a a new portal. I guess like. Have you played portals, like portals to anything like that? Like where you have to go jump through a portal? That's like basically what you're doing. That's the same logic. You're jumping through a portal. And then if you have the same portal that's open in the same direction, you're just falling through every single time. But with this one, it has extra force because it's a new, it's basically a new dimension you're going through. So the physics is different there than it is here. Make sense? No. <laughs> all right thank you for joining my ted talk i will catch you on the next one guys but anyway uh, anyway okay so anyways. they start crossing through the impossible scenario I, of a floating I, floating uh i just want to add one thing there, there, i was reading this uh these notes earlier and putting the notes together and it says in like in quotations Using a bedsheet ladder and the Duffer Brothers bending the rules of physics again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we'll just end on that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Fuck, I'm I, dying over here. That was just too much. Bending the rules of physics. Again. That's, a, that's why Fuentes says the math isn't mathing. I'm trying to explain math with Stranger Things logic, and Drew just straight. Lately says, yeah, they're bending physics. <laughs> That's it. But, like, it, uh, would, it would stay in place. I'll give them that. If there wasn't any more weight added to each side. So if they were both the same weight on both sides, then yes, it would it would counteract as like a teeter-totter. Um, so it would stay in the middle. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you put more weight on one side, it would start it would pull pulling through. through. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. I get you on that one. 
but I'll figure out the math and I'll come back on the next episode. On episode eight, I got you. Get a long message in the group chat. Be like, look, I figured it out. I finally did. I asked my physics teacher back in high school. Like three Red Bulls in. Like I figured it out. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a special like uh, a bonus episode of Stranger Things, and I have that uh, that one teacher from the first two seasons come back and explain <laughs> why the bed she- why the bed sheets could actually suspend yeah. in the air that way. <laughs> we gotta, you gotta make a meme of, of putting Tiff's face on that one uh, other meme where he's figuring out like math or something. <laughs> like he's going insane. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's just bed, about that. Sheet, bed sheet ladder. <laughs> I can't. I can't with you guys. I'm done. I'm turned into a meme. Um. Anyways, we get Eddie passing through. We get Robin passing through. Steve is talking to um, Nancy. Steve is talking to Nancy when all of this is going down. Like, hey, you know, if anything goes wrong, you know, I'm here. I'm I'm here for you. Kind of talking to him. It seems as Nancy is going up into it, she goes through the upside down. Mm-hmm. But Days, days in, upside in the upside down. She never moved. We figured out that big, uh, what is it? One Beckna, he has a hold on her. As this is going on, the epic fight in Russia is still going on. They finally, all the prisoners except for Enzo and Hopper are dead. Those are the only two that are still alive. <laughs> Hopper finally gets his flame going to try to calm down the Demogorgon. The Demogorgon. And and so it's like you need this door's not gonna open. There's no way. Upstairs when all of this stuff is going on. Murray finally pulls out that damn gun and tells the officer or the commander in charge, like, open this door to let them in. And he's like, I cannot. Because that monster, that beast, whatever, will come after us and kill us. And he hits, he hits the he hits the guy, knocks him out cold with it, tells the other guy that's holding the doors and figuring out the buttons and stuff, like, open it. And he said no. And pistol whips him with the gun. And Joyce is over here pressing buttons, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. And she gets the door open. Just in enough time, in a nick of time, to let Hopper in, to let Enzo in, everything like that. Um, hi. Yeah, I know. We're recording stuff. You can say hi to everybody. Um, <clears throat> while that's going on, you know, they, they have them both in that little room. Hopper's, what is it, Spear? Lighted, yes. lit up spear goes out, and the Demogorgon is trying to get in through. And I'm over here panicking, thinking that oh my god, they're gonna die. And they're gonna die in a small room. The Demogorgon's gonna get them. No, Joyce figures out how to close the doors. They're fine. They're safe. Whatever happens, and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get out of that little room. Joyce opens up the door from the other side, and then we finally get like. Their reunited little story, like mm-hmm. cutest story. That, and that then, was also a, a cool shot of Hopper throwing the the spear into the uh, uh, Demogorgon's like mouth, face, or 
you know, he whatever. poked it in the eye. That's why he was screaming, yeah. like, ah! <laughs> just <holy laughs> exactly how it sounds. <laughs> devastated. <laughs> just dying. Um, don't don't meet me on a fucking demogorgon and do the sound, please don't. <laughs> Spent hours it in the like audio this. room doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we get that little nice scene and then we get hit with fucking reality that Nancy's getting the same story as Eleven is getting as she's battling Henry in her mind and in the septic tank while Nancy is fearing for her fucking life because she's getting told this whole story as she's thinking she's gonna die from Vecna. Mm-hmm. We get this whole backstory that we've heard time and time again that he was Victor Creel's son he got he was just tired of society and tired of thinking he was going to die and everyone only everybody thought of when it came to living is that they they give birth they live they breathe they die there's that's all you have to care about in life and that's it and that he was just tired of that life and he wanted people to learn and live from their mistakes and they should be worthy if they did if they didn't have mistakes and if they did have mistakes that that they were going to torment for their mistakes and that's the truth that's what he did with his mom his mom was um living a happy life pretending or a double life as he says um his dad killed a baby whenever he was back in i think it was world war one World War Two. It was World War Two. I think, yeah, I think it's World War Two. Because we're in '83. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it has to be World War Two. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, um, we're in '85. Actually, I was over here like, ooh, that was like, yeah, I don't think so. Ooh, am I right? Maybe I don't know which war it was. I had to be one of the wars. I don't think it's. I don't think it's World War Two because that's '45, 1945, and he doesn't look that old to be. 45 like you know mm-hmm. going into that age he would have first been born if that was a th- the thing that is true um, yeah what else is there he would have been like a young lad he would have to be like 18 and when he had his kids it looked like he was way younger than like he was like in his going into his 30s not maybe the korean war maybe, <laughs> maybe one of those wars war. but um yeah. he did he did bomb uh bomb a house he thought that there was some people that were there and lo and behold it was a family that had a that had a child in it and we get the whole baby rocker and the baby's crying because it's on fire and that was kind yeah. of devastating i was like oh yeah. that that as a mom i was like fuck yeah, that I hit me i can't but um that's what Victor uh, Victor was going through. His son was tormenting him with these visions, with these scenes, and giving him basically like a death sentence. Like, you did this. I'm going to do this. Ba- I'm going to make you pay for what you did. I don't know why he killed his own sister. I think he just did it because he just did it because he had time. The hell of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Like your own fucking sister, bro. But he... Because to him, he's not really killing them. He's... Saving them. them. He's making them last forever, you know, by killing oh, yeah. them and absorbing them because their memories are all in here now. Yeah. You know? Which was kind of devastating and everything. Um, from that, we kind of get the play on of everything that's going on. 
we do get the epic scene and i think i point this out to you guys is uh the when it's 11 11 is on the actual right side of what the rainbow would look like like what we oh, see oh yeah and then yeah, yeah. uh henry is on that the side where the rainbow would look like upside down like mm-hmm. flipped which was pretty cool in that scene we get the whole face off in between them that he's like well this is now you joining me or you die like there's no if ands or buts about it it's either you do this or you do that and she's like no i'm not joining you and he's like i can kill you right here right now and that's it like like, like cool <laughs> like he lifts her up like he's gonna start doing everything and that's when she starts fighting back and oh beautiful 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 man like that scene was just nice because we got to see her finally like realize she didn't do this like everyone knew that she didn't do this even brenner knew that she didn't do that and still blamed her yeah. for doing it she didn't do this she finally um takes him down and puts him i guess pins him against the wall to where we thought i thought that he was just gone forever lo and behold she opens the portal to what now we know is the first ever portal an original way to get into the upside down mm-hmm. he gets thrown in there lightning striking him burning his body and fucked up getting all fucked up as he's telling his side of the story and we finally get to see that he had number one tattooed on him and we get the full form and face of what vecna actually is and we're and me as a fan i'm just yelling like what the fuck like (laughs) the the plot twist to a fucking plot twist you know I thought he was a good guy. I thought so too. And lo and behold, he's fucking Vecna over here. And that's pretty much it. Like, we, the way it ends is him and his hive just kind of like a god. They play Mm -hmm. the music like if he's some kind of god and he's dictating what he's going to do next. And it ends like that. And thus, that was our mid-season finale cliffhanger because, one, we don't know what happened to Nancy. Mm-mm. She's still stuck in Vecna's little mind thing. We know Eleven didn't do the whole massacre, that it was Henry slash Vecna the whole time. And that's what we get left for a fucking month. That's what we get left with, cliffhanger-wise. <laughs> a month, and I'm still mad about that. Henry slash slash Vecna. Has no, many names. It's funny. Um uh, a little spoiler, but that they they use a play on that on the next episode, which I, I find hilarious. Yeah, cries. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for that episode. Like it was just pretty intense to give us our mid season finale to give us something to keep ourselves up for and keep it keep it living and keep it going. Um, final thoughts. Mm, it was, it was a great it was a great mid uh, season finale. Um, a lot of stuff was happening pretty much at once. Um, but no, all all together it was, yeah, it was a 10 out of 10 episode. It wasn't like the one, two, you know, two episodes before. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, what are you going to say for this? No, I mean, it's definitely a good episode. Uh, really brings things together. Um, 
like I said, every episode doesn't make you feel like you're it's dragging. It's it just keeps continuing the story and mm-hmm. uh, and then their cliffhanger. I mean cliffhanger. Their what is it called again? Man, my brain's not working. Uh, twist at the end was definitely like a. I remember when I seen it for the first time. I was just like, holy shit! You know, Vecna's one, and we didn't even know there was a one until just a little <laughs> bit ago in this episode. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like it was almost like. Twist after twist after twist, like, oh, Henry was one the whole time. Oh, one is Vecna the whole time. Oh, Henry was Victor Krill's son the whole time. It was just like, who is this guy? Who are you? Who are you people? Like, literally the whole time. Uh, Patrick meme. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is Patrick. (laughs) But, but no, I mean, it was it was a really good episode. uh, Definitely, definitely um, excited about the last two episodes because they're definitely um, very they're definitely worth worth watching. Honestly, yeah. I can't wait to sit down and watch it again. Yeah, um, yeah, I need to watch it again. Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a while since I've actually sat down to like see them again, and I want to be able to like enjoy them at least. But um, for this episode, for me, it was really good. I did like the semi tease of a. Uh, of a cliffhanger. I, I say I hate it, but I do like the way that they teased us a little bit. Like, ah, you yeah, was going to end right here. Psych! It's not. We have it where it ended that way, and I'm still mad with the way that it ended like this. But um, the anticipation that they gave us and the anxiety they gave me for this, like, the rest of it, I was kind of like, god damn it, dude. I need to see the next episode, and I can't hit play next episode on there because it wasn't there yet. And I will still, till this day, I will still rue this day and say it. I hate Netflix for lying to me and telling me it was going to release at midnight, and it didn't. It released at 3 a.m. Yeah, I know. And it still didn't go all the way through at 3 a.m. So we all had to wait the whole fucking day. No, y'all guys didn't, but I had to wait the whole fucking day. That was a long day. <laughs> it's, not, it's not Netflix's fault that everyone tried to watch the show and crash the servers. It was Netflix's fault because they made us anticipate <laughs> this. And everyone's like, I must sit here and wait until it loads. And they're hitting refresh like every other person was hitting refresh. Refresh in the United States and Canada and Puerto Rico and everywhere else where they get their streaming services from. China, but, Japan, Russia. <laughs> mother, Mother Russia. Mother um, Russia. But yeah, I guess this will conclude the mid-season finale of episode seven, the murder, um, murder in Hawkins Lab. Um, if you haven't already, do give us a follow on um, Instagram. Also, give us what, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube as well too under the brand Emo So Well Productions. We're sitting as of today at one point two k subscribers Yay. now. Whoop, whoop. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, you know, give comment. Let us know who your favorite character is. Um, tell us how you would end it, at least, you know, the mid-season finale for this thing. But I'm Annie. That's Fuentes. And that, oh, I had it right. Did I? No, I didn't. Oh, no. I blame <laughs> myself. That's Mr. Fuentes. And down there is Mr. Drew Dredd. Um, you'll catch us in the next one, then. All right? Yep, yep. Bye. Peace.